from KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a slammer. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. We welcome you in. Cardinals Day Baseball today. That means we've got a full two-hour edition of Sports Open Line tonight. My name is Matt Pauley, taking you until 8 o'clock if you want to join us. Multiple ways to get connected with the program, 314-436-7900. That's where you call and text, 314-436-7900. Or if you'd rather tweet at me, you can do that, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. So, I do watch my Twitter followers. Like I just see it go up and down, and it's so it's a funny thing. Like I talked about this maybe a month ago when I was really really new here, uh, but it's it happened again over the last couple days. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I came here from Milwaukee. I was covering the Brewers. It without a doubt, any time the Brewers do something really bad, and I comment on it. For, from a um, from a St. Louis perspective, because obviously it has sort of an impact on what's going on with the Cardinals, my my followers just drop. They just plummet. And at this, like at first when it happened, I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer because you do what we do. We're in radio. You like to see the follower numbers go up. I'm past that. At this point, it's funny. It is funny. Like the Brewers do something horrible. The Brewers go out and lose a bunch of games. Like whatever they're doing, they they fall ten games back just about. And I make comments on it, and woof! It is just a it's a hard fall to the bottom when it comes to uh, my Twitter followers. So it has become something that is funny at this point. Uh, at Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. If you want to help lift those things up, feel free to uh, follow me, but you don't have to do that. I just think it's funny. I think it's, I always know when I'm going to wake up the next morning and I'm going to have 15, 20 less followers. It's like, oh, the, the Brewers blew one again and I had to say something about it on Twitter. Ugh, this isn't going to go, uh, this is not going to go well in my follower count. Uh, Cardinals today, they had a tough one. They end up losing to the Washington Nationals by an 11 6 score. Here's the bummer. Here's the big bummer here, other than the fact that they lost 11-6 and gave up 18 hits. The big bummer is last night's game was incredible. It was awesome. The five runs in the ninth away, and it wasn't on home run. It was stringing hits together. Like, it was really unlikely. It was incredibly unlikely. And then what had to happen? The baseball schedule makers had to schedule a day game today. So we don't even get to bask in that game very long. Now all we're doing is we're thinking about the 11-6. Can we just cancel, like pretend that today's game didn't happen? Can we just sit here and do this next two hours and just act like the most recent Cardinals game that was played was last night's game? That's what... um, that's what I want to do. Last night's game was really cool. It was really cool. Uh, we've This stat has been run on this station about a million times since it happened, but uh, I'll go with it again because it's so incredible. Like sometimes you see something and you have a really hard time believing that uh, that something is true. That was the first time this year in all of Major League Baseball that – a team was down by four runs or more, and they came back to win in the bottom of the ninth inning. It had not happened a single time uh, this year. 
Our uh, producer engineer today, Ethan Hannaford, is here. Now, did you see that stat by any chance? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I saw that the Cardinals, it was their best com- or biggest comeback of the year. I didn't see it was, did you say it was largest in baseball? Is that no, what you said okay, in the ninth? So it was the first time this year where a team that was down by four runs or more in the bottom of the ninth came back to win a game. Right. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't know that that was the first time that it happened in baseball this season. Yeah. So how many times, just throw out a number, I'm putting you on the spot, how many times do you think this year a team has gone to the bottom of the ninth down by four runs or more? And obviously none of them have won. Ooh, um, I will go with... Gone to oh, uh, you're gonna be eight? way off. Oh man, you're gonna be I'm, so off. I'm gonna go I'm, with. I'm setting you up to look just horrible. I appreciate on this, this Matt. Yeah. I'll go with 24. 817. Wow, yikes! 817 times this year, a team has been down by four runs or more in the bottom I was of the ninth. 800 inning. off. You were. You were a it's lot kind of off. embarrassing. I know. Appreciate uh, it, Matt. I'm sorry. That's what I'm here for. Uh, 817 previous times this year, a team had gone to the bottom of the ninth down by four runs or more, and not a single one of them had won one of those games until yesterday in the Cardinals. Incredible. Incredible. So, yeah, let's just let's just focus on uh, on yesterday's game instead of uh, doing anything on uh, today's game, which honestly, to, yeah, this is the second time this year I've used this term and it's not a baseball term. It's a it's a football term. Occasionally it's a basketball term. The idea of a trap game. You see that in football. Uh, you, you, you just it, the the everyday nature of baseball does not lend itself to the idea of trap games. But today was a trap game. Today was a trap game. You had that you, the the ridiculous comeback yesterday. You were following that up with a day game today. You're the Cardinals, who you've just been playing incredible baseball, winning game after game after game after game. You're playing a bad team that has kind of a different type of profile than most teams. The Nationals are a very different kind of team. They make a lot of contact. They're incredibly annoying. They're incredibly annoying. But here's the thing. Let me sidebar. Sidebar for for a quick second, and this is a very important sidebar, and I may just be talking to you. Did you just watch the Washington Nationals over the last four games and go, man, look how they don't strike out. Look how they make a lot of contact. Look how they put bunts down every once in a while. I wish I wish we did that more often. That has led to a 49-89 and 89 record, and they are the only team in the National League that has been eliminated from the postseason. Like there's a reason that teams don't, and I'm not, I'm not hashtag never bunt, but I am hashtag almost never bunt. It's it, it needs to be held for very specific reasons, and that's that's sacrifice bunting. Like if a guy wants to try to put down a bunt for, if you're a singles hitter and you want to try to drag bunt or put down a bunt for a base hit, sure, do it, have fun. Uh, if Nolan Arnato tries to bunt for a base hit, if Paul Goldschmidt tries to bunt for a base hit. I'm saying what, what are, unless they're in like this 0 for 20 and they're just trying to find their way out of it. No, like still dam- never happened. <laughs> no damage. You need damage. That's how you score runs. That's why yesterday's win for uh, the Cardinals was really interesting. And there was the, obviously there were some extra base hits, but it was stringing hits together. We just don't see that very often in uh, baseball today. So uh, it was uh, it was a fun game yesterday. The Nationals are a pesky team. They're an annoying team, and you are done with them, and you're not going to see them again, and that certainly is a good thing. Up next, speaking of pesky teams, I l- I'm like alone on this. I think th- I like the Pittsburgh Pirates. I know their record stinks. 
They're 50 and 86. I just sat here and trashed the Washington Nationals for the last two minutes. The Pirates have one more win than the Nationals. And I'm like, oh, I love the Pirates, but I do. <laughs> I like the Pirates. Uh, for whatever reason, I like their team. They're the last place team and maybe the worst division in baseball, but I like the Pirates. We're going to talk a little bit about them as uh, up next. Uh, we're going to uh, speak with uh, Rob Beertenfeld. He is going to uh, preview this series with us. It's going to begin coming up tomorrow as the Cardinals are in Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. This is Sports Open Line. If you want to join us, 314-436-7900. Don't call right now. We're about to have a guest, and we're back in a moment on KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Sports Open Line does continue here on a Thursday night. Cardinals, they lose earlier today to the Nationals 11-6, end up splitting that four-game series. Lots of home games right now for the Cardinals, but they do head away for the weekend. They'll take on the Pittsburgh Pirates, a team that doesn't have a very good record, but I would argue is better and more entertaining than their record would indicate. And talk about that, we'll bring in somebody who covers the team for the Athletic. He is uh, Rob Beertemple. You can follow him on Twitter at Rob. I'm going to spell it out, B-I-E-R-T-E-M-P-F-E-L. Rob, how many times do you have to spell out your last name? <laughs> Going all the way back to first grade, a lot. It's uh, it's one of those old country last names. It's very German. Got a little bit of Russian in there, maybe uh, a little bit of Croatian. So it's a mouthful. But uh, you know, it kind of stands out on Twitter, I guess, in that regard. If you ever uh, get out of covering sports and open a bar, you could go with Beer Temple. <laughs> You know, we've actually looked to see if there are brewers thinking, of course, there's got to be brewers in our family tree. There are none. Hmm. And I was devastated to hear that because, you know, I enjoy a, a fine beverage every now and then. And I hear you guys make some out there in St. Louis. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a non-brewer family, which is, you know, disappointing. But, hey, life goes on. You can, you can change it at some point if you really want to. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it a shot. So... I like the Pirates, and I know I say it from afar, but I watch them, and it's these young guys, and they're fun, and they're entertaining, and yeah, they they lose a lot of games, but they do fun <laughs> things. Like, is that a good evaluation of this team? Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, they are a, a pretty scrappy bunch, and they they've had to be because you know they don't have a lineup that's going to kill you with with long balls. Um, they've got to string together singles. They've got to go first to third a lot. They've you know, got to bunt every now and then. Their pitching staff is not going to suffocate you. They've got to hope you make mistakes. They've got to hope you ground and get you to double, ground in the double plays. And, you know, they're a team that, you know, there's been a lot of times when, uh, when they've, they've just kind of ground away and come back and, and stolen a few games that they probably should not have won. 
Um, they've also <laughs> really taken it on the chin a lot. I mean, 14 shutouts, um, more than a, than a half dozen losses by 10 or more runs. They lost yesterday to the Mets, a doubleheader sweep. They dropped the second game 10-0. It was 7-0 after three innings. Um, just, you know, at times really hard to watch because they're in a rebuild and it's well it's been like a 40 something year rebuild some would argue but it's it's a process it's it's taken a while and they do have a lot of young guys but young guys make young guy mistakes as well okay so don't answer Q, Q Brian Hayes with what I'm about to ask because I think most people knew <laughs> who he was and knew the excitement for him when you look at this young group Who's the name that maybe people still don't know and certainly did not know at the beginning of the season that you've been most impressed by? Well, well, people in Pittsburgh knew about O'Neill Cruz because we saw got a little taste of him for a couple of games last year. He's he's hard to miss. He's a six foot seven shortstop, and you know he's he's hit home run. He hit one into the Allegheny River the other day for the first time, and and kind of laughed about it afterward. He he admitted he you know he'd been waiting to hit one into the river, and he was playing that game you know, kind of kind of in pain. He had slid into second base and, and chipped a tooth pretty bad and it was cut up his mouth and he was bleeding. Um, he's a guy that's, that's a lot of fun to watch because he's athletic, he's quick hit, twitch. He is, you know, powerful. He's got a, an incredible arm. He's a guy, I mean, I think that the, the Pirates' top 10 exit velocities this year, he set all of them. And he's only come up in June. So he's a guy that can do a lot of things. But he also strikes out a ton, and he, you know, at times looks a little uncertain at shortstop. If those those pop flies that are kind of tweeners between short and, and left field, you know, we've seen a, a number of times he's kind of gone out there and and muffed them a little bit and created some damage. But he's a guy that once he really settles in and, and becomes comfortable at the big league level, I think he's going to be something special to watch. He's a guy that can do a lot of things. You know, everybody knew about Brian Reynolds coming into this game. I mean, well, into this season, and, and, and you know, and like you said, everybody knew about Cabrian. But O'Neill was a guy that a little bit under the radar, but I don't think he's going to be there very much longer. All right. So if we go back in time, Troy Tulowitzki debuts with the Rockies, and everybody's looking at his physical body and going, "This guy doesn't look like a shortstop." And then that kind of opened <laughs> up a period of time where we got used to seeing guys who look like that. For me. It's like Cruz takes that one step further. I mean, I've this guy really mm-hmm. doesn't look like a shortstop. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, and it's just a lot of people, including me, just kind of assumed it was it was a matter of time before they moved him to right field, especially after you know Gregory Polanco was was cut loose last year. Um, and they they've got a hole at first base. They really haven't well, they haven't had anybody there maybe since Willie Stargell, you know, anybody really of, of note at first base. So. The thing is, if you put him at first, you waste his arm because the guy has, you know, just a cannon arm. It's short. Sometimes that arm can save you, and sometimes it can be a liability. The kid wants to play short, and he he made it clear this year when they were trying to play him a little bit in the outfield at AAA in Indianapolis, and he made it clear to them, telling them, I don't want to be an outfielder. So they're going to give him a shot here, you know, at the outset of his career to – to show he can stay every day at shortstop. And if he can, you know, first six foot seven shortstop in big league history, I guess, you know, one of the few people in the game now who can see eye to eye with Aaron judge. Mm. So fun to watch. And I, I think, you know, every day I, I get a little further down the road to believe in that. Yeah, he can do it. He can stick at that position. 
few more questions for Rob Beer Temple, who covers the uh, Pirates for the Athletic. Uh, Pirates and Cardinals made a trade at the deadline. Cardinals got uh, Jose Quintana. He's been pretty good for the Cardinals since coming yeah. here. Uh, Johan Obi. Yeah, I, I gotta do, do. Are Pirates fans like? Do, do they get happy to see that? Like, is, I know he didn't spend a ton of time with the Pirates, but there has to be at least you know some happiness in seeing that he's getting an opportunity to you know pitching games that really matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a guy that you know they they signed him. You know, he had, you, you saw you saw his numbers the past couple of years and the shoulder trouble and whatnot. So he signed on a bargain basement deal. The Pirates were one of the few teams, maybe the only team that said he could be a starter if he wanted to. And um, jumped at that opportunity and really did did better than I expected. A lot of people expected, I think. Um, but then when he started doing that, you know, it's the Pirates' M.O. It's just a matter of time before they trade him. But, yeah, people here, I think, are legitimately happy that, you know, he gets to go to a club that, you know, is consistently good and it has a, you know, has a chance to do some special things deep into the playoffs this year. So Johan Oviedo just wasn't going to get a shot with the Cardinals. If it was going to be a shot, it was going to be in the bullpen. Uh, he's obviously being used as a starter, and I, from everything I've read, the Pirates view him as a starter. His first start recently was pretty good, three innings without giving up a run. His last time out against the Mets, not as good, four runs while only getting five outs. What have you thought about him, and what, what are you hearing maybe just from people around the Pirates if there's much excitement about him? Well, he talked. Uh, he talked after the game yesterday because again, you mentioned yeah, he threw a ton of walks, didn't make it out of the second inning, um, just didn't have it. And some of that is that they, they've been trying. He's trying a new grip on the fastball, trying some new mechanics with the fastball, and you know said, oh, it, it worked this week in the bullpen, but you know it's a lot different when you go out over the game and the adrenaline's going. He was just all over the place, and he needs to rein that in. He needs to get the ball in the zone, over the plate consistently. And I don't know if he's going to be a guy who's going to strike out a ton with the Pirates with the kind of approach they have with him. But I think they're still trying to kind of figure out what kind of pitcher he's going to be in that regard. But the thing that's really a big red flag to me is I think he threw something along the lines of 758 pitches in an inning in two-thirds yesterday. The guy just – and it's been a problem throughout his career. I, mean, I look at his numbers in the in the Cardinal system, and I think this year at AAA with the guys, he was averaging something like five innings and 89 pitches a game or something like that. So he's got to become more efficient. He's got to be able to find the strike zone. He's got to be able to harness that fastball. Um, you know, there was a couple times he almost brained people – uh, you know, guys were jumping out of the box. So, you know, it, it's early with him in the Pirates system. It's early with him and the Pirates coaches, and, and they're going to take a look at him. He, he told me he hopes to go to winter ball down in the Dominican in January of this year, well, next year, and, and, and try out some of these things that he's working on now in game conditions because, you know, you know what the conditions are like in, in, the, in the winter league down there. It's just, you know, it's, it's crazy intense a lot of times. So it's a great environment for a guy to – to try out some stuff um, as long as it goes well. Otherwise, it'll be booed off the field. But, you know, so at this point, I think everybody's just kind of crossing their fingers in the Pirates front office and hoping this kid can pan out. But um, the early, you know, the early results show exactly what there is to work on, and, and there's a lot of stuff to work on. All right, last question for you. We're talking with Rob Beer Temple from uh, The Athletic. Part of your uh, Twitter bio is I tell dad jokes. Can you give us a dad <laughs> joke on the way out of here? Oh man, a dad joke! You know, I don't have a repository because my daughters complain so much when I when I break them out. They, uh, they, I, it's almost like I force them out of my head. So I'm going to have to beg off at this point. I don't have anything 
good that I think I no A list material. I'm sorry. Uh, no problem. Next time we have you on, just keep it in the back of your mind. Oh, I'm going on KMOX. I better have a dad joke ready. You know what you might want to do? Go to my Twitter feed, and you might want to look. I think it was yesterday. Mike Farron, if you know him, yep. with the uh, with uh, XM Radio. He and I had some dad puns going back and forth. It was spot. They do that spot the cow promotion for a well, since I'm not getting paid, a really tasty chicken sandwich place. And you got to spot the cow. And yesterday for the game, it was a makeup rain up game, rain out game. There was like you know 28 people in the stands, so it's not that hard to spot the dang cow. And I tweeted something about that, and 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 you know, Farron comes back that sounds like you got a beef. And I said, you better move out of my face, Mike. And he's like, I'm going to milk this one. And I was like, why goo going to do that to me, Mike? So that's as close as I got for you right now so, with some dad puns. Not to just make this a Mike Farron love fest, but I saw this from him on Twitter <laughs> earlier today, and I thought it was fantastic. He quote tweeted, the ESPN will debut a remix version of the Monday Night Football theme song by Marshmallow this season. And he quote tweeted it with, "Wonder if he'll want me wanting s'more." Uh, mm. Yeah, Mike and I are in the same wavelength, and a lot of people would say that's unfortunate, but uh, <laughs> but that's how it goes. I'm all for it, uh, Rod. Thank you so much for your time. This was fun, and uh, I hope we can uh, talk to you again in the future. Fantastic, man. Take care out there. Awesome. Very good. There's uh, Rob Beer Temple joining us. He uh, covers the Pirates for The Athletic, and that was a, a fun conversation. Speaking of fun conversations, uh, yesterday, actually, so right now, David Keckner is in our fair town. He is uh, doing a few days over at Helium, and he's doing just straight comedy shows. And then on Saturday, he's going to be in character as Todd Packer from The Office, and he's going to do office trivia. So yesterday, and he's a Missouri guy. Um, he grew up close to Columbia. I think he kind of claims Kansas City more than he claims St. Louis, but that that's okay. Uh, he's a Missouri guy. And uh, he was at the ballpark yesterday. He threw out a first pitch. He did some other stuff during the game. I got the chance to uh, sit down and talk with him, uh, and we'll play that conversation. It's a fun conversation. I have one very embarrassing moment in it, though. I, at one point, I thought about trying to edit it out, but I said, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. Just going to go with it. So that's your tease. We'll play that for you coming up in just a moment. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing it along with the left. That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Continuing here on a Thursday evening, my name's Matt Pauly. Have you till 8 o'clock, a full two-hour edition of our program after the Cardinals played a day game today, losing to the Nationals, and they end up splitting that four-game series. It has been a star-studded last couple days at uh, Bush Stadium. Yesterday, a couple individuals were there. John Daly was there. I rode in the elevator with uh, with John Daly. He had really awesome gear going. He had the Cardinals shorts. Were you freaking sandals. out? Were you, were, you, like, were, you, were you a little jittery because of that? Uh, about what he was wearing, or just no, being just next to John Daly? Being next to greatness. He is great. He is okay. So when I've played golf video games, and, and I'm not a big video game, I always choose Daly. Always, I'm a Can't John Daly guy. It. No, yeah, you love John Daly. 
So uh, it was, it was, there was like 9 million people in the elevator. Not really, like eight people. So he was there yesterday. Uh, David Keckner, who we're about to hear from, was there yesterday. And then uh, today, uh, a couple guys from the uh, St. Lunatics were uh, were there uh, throwing out first pitches. Murphy Lee threw out the uh, first pitch. Uh, his guy, Kiwan, was there. As well. uh, and we're going to hear from them uh, coming up next hour. So a St. Lunatics interview will be coming up next hour that I recorded uh, just prior to the game today. But yesterday, I got the chance to uh, talk with David Keckner. Uh, Keckner, if that name doesn't ring a bell to you, he is uh, Todd Packer in the office. He is Champ Kind in uh, Anchorman, the sports guy who says whammy. Uh, he's been in a ton of other things. Super nice guy from Missouri, uh, not too far from Columbia, Jefferson City. He is here this weekend. He uh, starts tonight at Helium Comedy Club uh, near the Galleria where he's going to be doing some comedy shows. He's also going to be doing uh, office trivia as Todd Packer. So I talked to him yesterday. It was just before he threw out the first pitch. Uh, I didn't see the first pitch because I was still in our little studio inside of uh, Bush Stadium. But as we uh, opened up our conversation, I did ask him uh, what his expectations were and if he has done uh, first pitches before. I've, I have thrown a first pitch or okay. two, yeah. Uh, I'm hoping this time, though, that uh, they go ahead and sign me. I don't think that's going to happen. Why take me out of the game? If I throw the first pitch and it's decent, keep me in. You don't think they'll pull me right away, do you? Um, I mean, it, it probably depends on the velocity. Do I not have an understanding of how this works? I don't think you do, ah, but that's all right. Ah, that's all right. Uh, you won't be the first time. You're here in uh, St. Louis. You're a Missouri guy. You I grew am. up uh, close to uh, Columbia, right? Well, uh, Tipton, Missouri, between on Highway 50 between mm-hmm. Sedalia and Jeff City. Guess what our uh, high school uh, uh, mascot was? Tipton. Is, is there alliteration in there? No. Okay. It's the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Tipton Cardinals. That works out well. Right? Yeah. Now, a lot of people know you, obviously, from The Office, from uh, Anchorman. I got to tell you, though, yeah. you're talking to somebody when Superior Donuts got nice. canceled. I was so bummed. Dude, me too. Yeah. That, that, was my, that, that meant I was out of a job and that got canceled. <laughs> you, you were bummed. <laughs> That show <laughs> shot 11 minutes from my house. It was a studio really? right there, and I lived in the Valley in L.A. Mm-hmm. That sh- that studio was 11 minutes from my house, apron to parking spot. I let the apron of my, my uh, uh, house, uh, the driveway, and I was in my parking spot on the studio 11 minutes later. Hmm. So you, I was really bummed. Yeah, I bet. it was. So my wife hates starting shows that don't uh, continue on. Right. So when it got renewed for a second season— yes. We started watching it from season one, nice. and I think we jinxed it because then season two goes and it was over. You are the bringer of good luck, yes, though. Yes, uh, I am because I just came from Milwaukee. I know. And your things, listeners know this? I, yes, they do. You, that you were working in Milwaukee. Yeah. Season was going well. You left. Things fall apart. You mm-hmm. come here. The cards. Doing great. Steaming hot. Yeah. God good. bless. I feel lucky right now. I might go play the lottery. You should. I'm not going to do the first pitch. I'm going to run out right now to go find a convenience store and play the lottery. You've got lots of choices on where okay. you can buy one. Um, you know who's the luckiest, though? Who is? Your wife. Yes, she is. Actually, I'm the luckiest one. <laughs> I, I outkicked Smart my coverage on that one. Smart yeah. man. Uh, the office has so many Missouri ties. In addition to you, right. Jenna Fisher, 
uh, Phyllis, Ellie Kemper, Kemper, all St. Louis folks. Crazy, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool that so many people, and I know it's Kansas City, but um, Rob Riggle's your guy. He's a a Missouri guy as well. Well, from Kansas City, you've got Rudd, Riggle, Stone Street, Sudeikis. Yeah. And, of course, from Tipton, Missouri, there's just the one. I'm a K-State grad, and Stone Street loves K-State more than anything in the world. So I always appreciate seeing his stuff on social media. Which is uh, which is cool. All right, so tell me what's going to be going on here. You're going to be at uh, Helium. It's going to be a comedy show, but it's also going to be you as David Packer from The Office. Todd Packer, yes. But, um, that, yeah, your yeah, first so name, Thursday David. night we have a show, two shows Friday, and on Saturday there's a matinee trivia show. It's called The Office Trivia with the Real Todd Packer, mm-hmm. and then we have two comedy shows that night. I've always uh, been curious about this. So okay. in the fir- when Todd Packer first debuts on The Office, right. it's not your voice. It's somebody else's voice. Nice. That's a trivia question in the show on Saturday afternoon. You're good. I, I try. I'm a big fan of The Office. So I once read that Julia Louis-Dreyfus would never watch the first episode of Seinfeld because she's not in it. Really? Do you have that same feeling at all about that episode where no, you're, you're I, not I, in there? I haven't seen most of what I've done. Okay. Uh, so it's not done on purpose. No, no. No, no. I've got five kids, so I don't get to watch anything that I want. Is it... The idea that you are so associated with Todd Packer, but you were not the original Todd Packer, is that weird to you? No. Okay. Because, you see, the, the Todd Packer is based on a character from the original British version of The Office named Finchie. So, to me, I was just very happy. In fact, I didn't even know that until we started doing the trivia show that the voice of Todd Packer appeared in the pilot episode. That's how deep I don't go in <laughs> Office trivia. That's awesome. So okay, so what percent of the office trivia stuff that you give did you know before you started doing this? Some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at math. What percentage? I don't know. Let's see. I'd probably say half, probably. Okay. So my 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 touring partner uh, Rob Mayer came up with a lot of the trivia questions. Uh, he's the guy I tour with all the time. We do a, a great show together. Uh, so he came up with a lot of that stuff. He's more of an office fan than I am, actually. Is it cool for you that The Office has turned into so many things continue on? You know, yeah. You have Jenna and Angela doing their podcast. Right. Brian, did, I'm talking about these guys like I know them. I'm going by their first name. Well, that's I, how popular the show is. Exactly. Yeah, you feel like you know you them. You do yeah. feel like you know them. So many people have been able to take the success of that show and continue it on. I know, except for Steve Carell. What happened to him? I haven't heard. What he happened to Carell? Yeah. Did he just quit? I think so. You know, I saw him two weeks ago on a debut of his new show, The Patient, which is great on Hulu. So it was great to see him. Uh, I just, I'd hit him up for his birthday. He's eight days older than I, and boy, does it show. <laughs> uh, and uh, so it was great to see him because, you know, you don't see people as often as you used to, right? Because, you know, we, we both have families, you're doing d- different stuff. So it was great to see him. Uh, but yeah, Steve's amazing, isn't he? I've known Steve since Second City. Okay. So I've, I've known Steve since 89, hmm. before anybody listening was born. That's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> we're on You're Cable back. X. Our, our, uh, our age group skews a little higher, so They're I think well, we're in good they've shape. They've got the money. I love it. Yeah. Last thing for you, I heard you on with Dave Glover the other day. I know you're not a huge baseball guy. Right. What's your sport? What's your team? Uh, well, but this is easy to say now because uh, you don't have one of these. Uh, it's a football team. Mm-hmm. I, I love the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I've been a Chiefs fan since I was 10 years old. I remember watching the longest game in history at that point, uh, Chiefs versus Miami on Christmas Day uh, in my grandmother's house with all my cousins from Kansas City. So, yeah, used to have a Willie Lanier poster nice. in my bedroom. 
We're the St. Louis affiliate for the Chiefs. A nice. Mitch Holtis, another K-State connection there, okay. great broadcaster for the Chiefs. So uh, we're in a Chiefs-friendly zone right now. It's okay to say Well, yeah, that. I think I, yeah. you know there is a rivalry between uh, St. Louis and Kansas City, I guess going back to the 85 World Series, that freeway series. Yep. But I think we can let that go. It's like L.A. and San Francisco has this grudge match. Uh, San Francisco hates L.A. so much, L.A. doesn't even know it. <laughs> People in LA don't even think about San Francisco, but San Franciscans hate LA. Yeah. We're like, oh, really? Because no one's from there. I'm not from there. No. I live there. My kids are from there, which freaks me out. My kids are from LA. That, uh, it's crazy. And I always bring them down to Missouri once a year. We stay at my buddy John's house rent free, too. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And uh, so I, I give them the tour of Tipton, which takes about eight minutes, and then I uh, show them everything in town. And then uh, I go, I grew up here, kids. They're like, oh, do you, do you want to move here? They're like, no. Okay. That's funny. Helium Comedy Club, located in the Galleria, uh, both comedy show and also Todd Packer doing yep. trivia. Yep. This weekend only, gang. It's going to be Thursday, great. Friday, Saturday. Come on down. It's going to be a barn burner. And also, if you come to the show this weekend, any day, you don't have to go to church on Sunday. Oh, that's a special dispensation. I've already talked to the bishop and the pope. What about Jesus? Did Jesus approve it? I speak to him all the time. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. All right. God bless. David Keckner. That was fun talking with him uh, yesterday a little bit. Uh, really, like, legit good guy. You meet people like that sometimes, and sometimes they, you know, they do their shtick and they just know, okay, I got to do this interview and this interview and just getting dragged from one place to the other. And I'm going to turn it on for seven minutes and then turn it off when I get done. That was not him legitimate good dude. That was uh, that was a lot of fun being able to talk with him yesterday. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number one of the program. It's Sports Open Line on KMOX. Starting to wrap up hour number one of Sports Open Line. That was fun with David Keckner. If you missed that, you can uh, find the podcasted version at KMOX.com on the Odyssey app as well. 314-436-7900. You can call, you can text, or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. Coming up uh, next hour when we uh, get things going a little bit after 7 o'clock. I am, um, I'd be curious to hear from you on your thoughts on the baseball rule changes that are likely to go into effect next year. And the reason we're talking about this right now is because they are going to be voted on tomorrow, and they are widely expected to be all approved and passed and go into effect next year. Uh, we'll go over the rules right now, and then we'll dive in on them coming up uh, after the 7 o'clock news. A 15-second pitch clock with the bases empty and a 20-second pitch clock with runners on. Two disengagements from the rubber. That includes pickoff attempts per plate appearance. That's interesting. I'm looking forward to talking about that one. A requirement by hitters for a hitters to be in the batter's box and alert with eight seconds to go on the pitch clock, and hitters are allowed just one timeout per plate appearance. Only two infielders will be allowed on each side of second base, with all four required to be on the dirt or inner grass. So what that that tells you, they're getting rid of the shift. That's the bottom line there. Infielders cannot position themselves on the outfield grass before the pitch is thrown. Bases will increase in size from 15 inches squared to 18 inches squared. So those are the rules. They are all expected to be approved tomorrow. No guarantee that they will be. 
but they are all expected to be approved tomorrow to go into effect next year. If you get thoughts on them, we'll take your phone calls, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. You can call, you can text, you can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Would love to hear what you think about those uh, rule changes. We'll dive into them and just try to figure out what they would all potentially mean. We'll do that coming up after the 7 o'clock news. The 7 o'clock news is in about three minutes. My name is Matt Pauley. This is Sports Open Line on KMOX.